Welcome to the Tradfest podcast, brought to you by the Temple Bar Company. Well, you're very welcome to the Temple Bar Tradfest podcast. And I never expected to be saying, actually, welcome Samantha Mumba to the Tradfest <laughs> podcast. So why am I saying it? Because, Samantha, you're going to be performing at Tradfest this year in the Pepper Canister on Thursday, the 27th of January. Now, I never expected even to be saying that. So can we expect something different in your music on that night? Listen, I think we're both, um, you know, this. I never expected to be involved either. It's it's definitely going to be a big treat for me, certainly. In regards to Pepper Canister, I mean, it's just such a beautiful venue. Um, so very much so it's going to be an acoustic set. And the goal, or my goal, I should say, is to kind of blend, you know, my music acoustically with some of my favourite trad songs and just make it as special as possible. It's a big treat for me because I, I love traditional music. So I'm hoping I, uh, I'll be able to pull it off. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well, no, we're, we're so looking forward to your performance. Now, you said you like traditional music. Are there artists in that genre that you would have listened to over the years? Oh, I mean, for me, it just any time I hear trad music, it just brings me back to being a little kid. It brings me back to my childhood. And I think even to this day, trad music is just, um, I think you feel it on a deeper level than just listening to music on a radio or just, it just, it does something. <laughs> um, and I'm not even sure that I'm articulating that correctly or in the right way, but that's just genuinely how I feel. So God, there's so many so many different artists i think um in terms of current artists and, and artists that are out today damien dempsey is without a doubt my favorite oh ye dubs always sticking together like <laughs> it has to be done <laughs> you you mentioned your childhood and how this music takes you back there tell us a little about it actually you're born in in, in drum contra uh, how did it happen that a young drum contra girl conquers the world in music and winds up living in LA? If you can tell me that in two minutes. Oh God! Well, um, <laughs> from drum contra, live. <laughs> um, you know, Billy Barry kid, always been passionate about music. Um, for whatever reason, the stars aligned, and that happened to work out so that I was able to get a record deal. Um, travel the world, release my songs, and find myself in LA. Is that under two minutes? <laughs> that, oh, that was pretty good going. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say the stars aligned, actually, how did you go from? Are you were you involved in the performance schools and stuff in Dublin when you were here? Yes, so I would have been. I was actually a Billy Barry kid from the age of three, okay. and to be honest, I, I think at that time it was we had just we actually weren't in drum country yet we were in Fairview and I think I was just at that age where I had so much energy and I think my parents wanted to burn it off I'm sure they wanted a little hour break <laughs> um yeah. and so Billy Barry's was just around the corner from where we lived at the time and I just really loved it and so it ended up being something that was an integral part of my entire childhood but I think yeah I mean from I started that at three I think I was by four doing different shows and RTE and little you know little dance snippets um as the Billy Berries tended to do kind of over the years so it was always something 
in that regard that I was involved in. Dance, if I'm being completely honest to this day, I wouldn't consider it a huge passion. Um, for me, a big part of going to Billy Barry's was my friends were there, the socialization, you know, all of that. And I, I have always loved singing. That's always been the passion for me. So getting the chance to perform and do bits of that as well was a huge draw. We recently watched the uh, Late Late Toy Show. Did you take part in that in your youth? I did. I did. I did the toy show a few times um, when I was a kid, actually, funnily enough. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, but there used to be the late, late fashion show that would be every Christmas as well. That Gay Byrne presented and yeah, late, late fashion show. And I think they should bring it back personally. I thought it was brilliant. Um, so I would have done that quite a lot as a kid as well. Now, you're living in LA at the moment. Uh, so I take it I for the last couple of years anyway, you have pretty much stayed there. You haven't kind of been traveling as much as you might have. So have you been busy during the time? Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, when the world used to be kind of whatever we considered normal, I would have gotten back to Ireland probably about four times a year, to be honest, um, and for good chunks of time. So since everything with the past, for the past two years, I think I've gotten home maybe three times over the past few years. Which seems, in saying it, it doesn't seem that bad, but I really did feel it. I don't know if it was the not being able to travel when I wanted to or just, you know, just the way things have been. But it's kind of the first time. I mean, I've been living over here for 15 years. I consider this my home as well at this point. But it was kind of the first time that I felt a bit homesick. It was very strange. So um, so in terms of being busy, I think like everybody, I think pretty much a lot of kind of the first year with COVID was spent just doing nothing because the world was doing nothing. And at first that was a bit scary, but then I actually really quite liked it. <laughs> and then, I mean, I've been definitely very productive. I released two singles in that time and it was lovely actually to be able to do it from my living room, if I'm being completely honest. Now that whole idea, uh, how many years were you actually on the go nonstop until everybody hit that wall two years ago? I mean, I mean, on and off, I'm a huge, like, I I don't know. I don't know that I subscribe necessarily anyway to that kind of rat race on an ongoing basis. I'm very much so of the mindset of my life being an adventure and enjoying it and enjoying different things. Obviously, I'm a mother and a wife as well. So in that regard, that never stops. <laughs> but different thing, you know, I've kind of gone through different phases and I've taken a lot of breaks musically. I've taken breaks from acting. Um, I just am very, I'm, I'm always conscious, even aside from how everything is now, I've always been very conscious of, you know, really enjoying where I'm at and being kind of in the moment, I suppose, at the time. That's, so That's very refreshing to hear, I must say. And why do you think you might have developed that mindset? When I think back to when I first worked and released music and traveled the world, I mean, if I showed you an itinerary from back then, I don't even think you'd believe me if it wasn't written on paper. Um, I mean, it was excessive. I mean, I could be in Japan one morning and then in Germany the next. It was it was literally all over the place, constantly go, 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 go. There were no breaks. And I, I don't know if it's because that was how it was for so many years that then when I kind of finally had a chance to stop and take stock and realize, wait a second, you know, this is my life. <laughs> I, I want to enjoy it and I want to enjoy different things. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. When you're young, that's the best time to have been doing, you know, all of that stuff. I have no regrets in that regard. I loved it. I just, yeah, I, I'm very much so a big believer in enjoying where you're at at the time and, and just experiencing things. So 
yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful to hear. I have to say, and we're looking forward actually to experiencing your music in the pepper canister uh, on Thursday the 27th. But for the moment, we're here on the Temple Bar Tradfest podcast. And I mentioned those two songs that you released as two singles, and you said they're polar opposites. I just wanted to have, talk to you about that song, Cool. And yes. that, is that a, that's a harp intro, is it, that's in there? Uh, yes. It's a nutty song. It's a fun song. It's upbeat tempo. Um, to be completely honest, it absolutely isn't one of the strongest songs I have, but it's just something that I personally love. And I think a lot of that was just me having fun with the fact that I can release it because there isn't you know, a machine behind me telling me that I can't. Um, it's the first release that I've done under my own label. Um, so there, there's there's no pressure. And I certainly am putting myself under any pressure to reach markers or goals. This is very much so just a passion project for me in that regard. And, you know, I take it very seriously, but I, I think maybe because I'm aware of the songs that I am still withholding, that I still have, I kind of didn't want to use those yet until I can promote them properly and perform places and, and really give them their due diligence. So not that Cool wasn't an important song to me, it absolutely is, but it was just having fun. It was just really about having fun with it, to be completely honest. Well, let's listen to it. Cool. 
I think that's a beautiful song, cool, there from Samantha Mumba. And the conversation is quite interesting. Uh, to, it's interesting to chat to you. I, I played myself on the road, let's say, 30, 40 years ago uh, as a professional musician uh, in, in the trad world, which is mm-hmm. completely different to the world that you inhabited. But I'm very interested in the whole idea. Uh, you seem to be so much happier that you can control your own output now that you're not kind of serving uh, the great lord that is a record company uh, am i right in picking that up there? oh god 100 percent um you couldn't pay me to be signed again to be completely honest and that's not i mean look the the industry everything's very very different now but i just think how things are you know back in the day or when i would have been releasing music you just wouldn't even be taken seriously you kind of it was just very hard to even navigate i wouldn't have even known where to start without having a label you know it was different that was you know you kind of needed a label to do the things I suppose that I did there's no way I would have done those independently then but things are just very different now Um, and you know with social media you have access to people all across the world there's it's just very very different now and so yeah I mean absolutely I love my life I enjoy my life I enjoy balance and that just wouldn't work for me where I'm at now to be in that controlled of an environment again. And from the point of view then of performance and travel, you just pick and choose now as you like. Um, very much so. I mean, to be completely honest, I'm a mother first before anything else. And so my daughter comes ahead of anything. I'm a, a wife as well, which is a job that I take very seriously. So my home <laughs> and my family are things that are very, very important to me. So so pretty much that comes before anything else. Um, I'm hoping for, you know, 2022 that everything will be opening up again and I'll be able to kind of get a schedule and get a, a promotion going and um, kind of get back on the road in that regard, but on my own terms, I suppose, just to promote and get some more music out. By the way, would you recommend uh, the lifestyle to your child uh, when she grows up? Look, so to be honest, whatever she chooses to do, you know, in, in her life will be fully supported. Um, God forbid if she was to get in the music industry, it would be an entirely different experience to anything I've gone through because it'll be so different again at that point. I suppose I would certainly be there to be able to navigate um, a lot of it with her. But look, whatever she chooses to do, we'll see. Your own experience across the, of the music industry is is very mixed. And now you're into a space where you kind of control everything yourself. Uh, would you have felt that the industry itself was a bit cynical? I don't even know that cynical is the right word. Listen, at the end of the day, it's a business and that's what it is. You know, I signed, I was 15 years old when I signed my deal. So I was very, very young and didn't fully grasp or understand the business aspect of it. So I have you know, no complaints in the sense that I'm very grateful. I was very, very lucky to have the experience I did. I'm very lucky that I didn't have a lot of experiences that a lot of people, a lot of women, I should say, um, at my age had at that time. Um, so it certainly isn't, I, I, I hate myself hearing people kind of complain and give out about something that really was a very positive vehicle for them. So I'm, I will always be grateful for the opportunities and the exposure that being signed gave me. But I just, at the point I'm at now as a 38 year old woman, very, very happy to be independently and in control of, of my, my own life and my own products, my own music, my own writing, all of that. So important. Would your advice be to young people who are starting out, maybe not to get too panicky if they don't sign to a record company, you know, to follow their dream? I don't know that young people nowadays do have that pressure or do feel that way, to be honest. I think, God, I think young people and kind of young kind of emerging artists are so lucky that they have so many tools with social media. They're able to connect with people. You can 
literally go on Instagram Live, go on anywhere and do a whole show if you want to and play your music and do whatever you want. I think it's just a different time. So I don't know that young people feel kind of that same pressure that would have been around when I was younger to, you know, have a deal. Yeah, they still seek to get on the TV programs that will give them instant film, though. Absolutely. And I think, look, to each their own. I think um, everybody's different. I think at the end of the day, if you're an upcoming singer, songwriter and you're in your bedroom and nobody knows the incredible music and the incredible songs you have, I absolutely understand why and how that's appealing to have the opportunity for that instant exposure, you know, um, mm-hmm. to kind of get your music out there. So, yeah, I think I don't know. I think it varies. I think, it, you know, we've seen you on our screens on RTE, actually, uh, in recent times, taking part in a program called Last Singer Standing. How did you get involved in that and why? Well, this actually ties in very well with what we're talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. So personally, the reality shows where you get the recording contract at the end of, of, you know, if you win and really the record contract is horrendous. (laughs) It's a really bad deal. You're not going to make the money that you should be making from it. So I, I just wouldn't be a huge fan of those shows anyway. But what I did, what really, really instantly grabbed me with Last Singer Standing is the majority of the contestants are already professional singers they already perform in bands do weddings like that's what they do you know for their career already and I think with how everything has been the past few years and singers musicians nobody's been able to to perform and make a living so this what I love about this show is that at the end of it you win 25 grand you're not promised you know, that every dream will be fulfilled. You're not promised that you're going to get a record deal. None of that. And I think what's great about it is that a lot of, you know, the band performers, the wedding band performers get a great exposure. And I'm hoping there's been so much talent on the show. And I'm hoping, I presume that a lot of them then will be kind of booked up for the foreseeable future. So I do think that's been a really positive tool in that regard. So that was definitely a big draw for me with with the show. And then also, I just, it the goal isn't to be, or have mean judges or be mean spirited. It's really just about giving our honest opinion and based on our experience and just really kind of cheer them on. And it is a game show. So there is tactics and skill required. It isn't just about singing. So just overall, it really appealed. And Shinawill is a production company I've worked with several times in the past and I love working with them. They're a really, really great company. So it was just a good fit. That's a fantastic company and a great answer to that, actually. And great that you see the value in it, actually, and giving people uh, their platform to perform. And maybe, as you say, if they don't win it, they might possibly enhance their careers. You will be enhancing your career at the Pepper Canister Church, though, on the 27th of January 2022 at Tradfest. We're so excited about that, actually, and really looking forward to it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And as you say, it'll be a mystery from between now and then uh, as to what you'll be singing because you haven't decided yet, but some of your earlier influences will be in there, I understand, as an acoustic show. Oh, absolutely. And look, first of all, it being an acoustic show, that in itself is different to what my usual performances would be. And that makes it even a bigger, that makes it such a treat for me. I love getting an opportunity to perform acoustically. So I have, I'm, I'm kind of tying down the music at the moment, trying to figure out what would work well with what. And, you know, obviously I have some songs that are, that I love, but that I don't know would necessarily work in a performance or, you know, trying to find the trad songs that vocally will work for me too. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, very, very excited. Well, we're certainly excited about seeing you and hearing you perform. There was this other song we spoke about a little earlier called Process. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because we're going to listen to it to finish this podcast. But tell us about the song. 
Yes. So this is a very special one for me. This was one that I actually had written and recorded way before COVID, all that good stuff. And again, this goes back to being an independent artist. It wasn't, you wouldn't usually release two singles a month apart, but I just felt when I did at the end of 2020, it just felt appropriate for the end of the year, for the year everybody had had. And I kind of felt like if I didn't release it, then it would kind of come and go. And it just, it was important for me. And I'd had a very hard year myself. So it just felt, felt right. And I did, and I certainly don't regret doing it. And I worked with an amazing, I have a dear friend of mine, Mark Cleary, who's an Irish guy as well, living over here. He's an amazing director and we collaborated on the video. And I'm just very, very proud of it. I have to say, I really, really am. This is a very special song for me. So I hope you enjoy. <laughs> well, we want to say thanks a million for joining us on the Tradfest Temple Bar podcast. And we look forward to seeing you performing on the 27th of January in the Pepper Canister Church, uh, Samantha Mumba. Thanks a million for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Let me tell you, let me tell you now It gets better, it gets better somehow When your life is overwhelmed with doubt No, there's always gonna be a way out If you're Thank you for listening to the Tradfest podcast. 
For more information on Tradfest, go to tradfest.ie. Tradfest is brought to you by the Temple Bar Company.